Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Well, I'm really excited to be sitting in my little office with Annie Smith from SimpleArts.com, right? Yes. And Annie was the world's first quilter podcaster person. I was, yeah. The pioneer. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I have to tell you, now secrets will be revealed. My webmaster found you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And he said, it's time to start podcasting. And I'm like, what's a podcast? Uh-huh. And that was probably a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. So when did you start your podcasting? I started in April of 2005. That was when I did my very first show. How did you even know what podcasting was? Well, I did because we live in Silicon Valley, and my husband and I have both worked in high-tech corporations. So he really keeps his finger on the pulse of everything that is all of the new technology and things like that. And so he was coming home telling me about these cool podcasts that were, um, you know, these little mom-and-pop radio shows. And, you know, there was a guy who um, writes books, and so he wrote a book, especially for the podcast, and it we started listening to it and it it was really nice and all of a sudden it was just filled with the f word and so i stopped listening to that yeah right right. (laughs) it was a cool story (laughs) however um that that's not one word i like to hear in my vocabulary but um and then you know it it was apparent that with podcasts you could say whatever you wanted talk about whatever you wanted and what do i love to talk about the most is quilting Quilting is my life. I go to bed at night thinking about quilting, which my husband probably wouldn't like to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And I wake up in the morning, and let me tell you, if I wake up and I stay, there is one thought about quilting. I am up and out of that bed and away I go. Well, and you are an old-time quilter. I am. I'm a traditional quilter. But you've been quilting, like, decades, correct? I have been, yeah. My daughter, um, I... I uh, started quilting when when I was pregnant with her, and she is 27. Our, our stories are similar. Graduated from high school the same year yes. and all that. So, yeah. okay, when your husband came home and talked about the podcasting, did you even have an MP3 player or an iPod? I didn't. And so I had to go out and buy one. And so I used the iRiver, um, which is like an iPod, but it allows for recording. So it's the perfect device for me to take on location. So that's your first one? Yes. Really? Yes. I've been using it for that long. Okay, see, I did the podcasting and then John for my birthday and mm-hmm. anniversary and Valentine's Day, yes. which is all the same time, got me an iPod. Uh-huh. And at first I'm like going, okay, great. One more thing that I have to learn. But the fact of the matter is it, they're easy to do. If somebody doesn't have one, you got to get one. Oh, absolutely. Because then you can download music, you can download podcasts or um, audio books and things like that and take it with you. And so for people who travel or exercise at the gym or walk or whatever, or, you know, commuting, oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. so many listeners who listen to both of us who are commuters who just love it because it makes their commute less like drudgery. Well, you know, it's interesting. One of my early podcasts was with Carrie from Quilt Market and Quilt Festival. Yes. And she said she wondered why there wasn't quilt radio. And so she was all intrigued with Mm -hmm. the whole podcast thing because truly when we're sewing, we probably would rather have it audio 
than audio video. Oh, that's so true because, you know, if I turn on the TV, I'm gone and my attention is into the TV. Unless I put on an old movie that I've seen a million times, like a James Stewart movie or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, But I really love listening to music. I love listening to audio books, but I especially love listening to the podcasts that I love to listen to on a regular basis. How many quilter ones are there now out there? Do you know? You know, Alex, um, a couple of the people who were in uh, the premiere issue of Quilter Sew Magazine with us have stopped doing podcasts. So I think it's you and me and Bonnie McCaffrey, and I know Jennifer Cheverini still does one, but I really don't know of anybody else who's doing it. Well, and there would be a reason they would stop doing it. Exactly. Well, and in... Um, Oh, Nadine Ruggles' case, she realized that it was taking time away from what she really loves to do. And, you know, she had a really nice podcast, and so people were very upset that she started. You know, it's like once you start, you have to continue. Well, what was it that somebody said, like, when you start blogging, which is what this is what this is. It's like you are birthing another child. So think real hard before you get into it. But it is a wonderful way to communicate. And when I started doing it a year and a half ago, I would explain it to quilter people that it was like online radio. Exactly. Now, how has the understanding grown since you've started? Um, You know, you still have to explain to the majority of the people that a podcast is radio for the internet um, because they just don't get the synonym, Mm -hmm. you know, which was coined by techie geeks anyway, you know, (laughs) an iPod broadcast, Um, you know, and so if they're really not computer savvy, they're really not going to realize what it is that that we're talking about. So I often say internet radio show. Well, and the other thing too is if you don't have an iPod, you can just turn on your computer, crank up the sound, and there you go. Exactly. You don't need an iPod to listen. That's to how it. I listen to yours. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you have been traveling for the last couple years mm-hmm. nationally. Mm-hmm. Before that, where uh, teaching? Yes. Where did you teach before? I always taught locally. Okay. Um, you know, just in the Santa Clara Valley area, and then I joined. NCQC, which is the Northern California Quilt Council, um, because I I am a professional teacher. I've been teaching for 25 years, and I just thought, you know, I really, I have a message. I love to stand up in front of people and make an idiot out of myself. Oh, yeah. I do lectures. There's something cuckoo with us people here, you know? know. Let's see, how can I put my foot in my mouth this time? I know, and it happens every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's too bad you don't have editing software when you're live. Right. Exactly. But, um, you know, I, I, I love to teach, and I love to, like you said, hand people the magic, magic key. key and because it will unlock creativity and their ability to gain inspiration and create because I think we're all born with an inherent need to create I think that's one of the gifts that we were given when we were born and we love to create beautiful things and what is quilting creating beautiful right, things right. And, but so many people just don't have the confidence they need or they just need somebody to help unlock that within them. And that's what I love to do. I love to see it happen because isn't it magical when it well, happens? Well, it's a privilege. It truly is. So so about a year and a half ago, and we're doing this summer of 07, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. About a year and a half ago, you started hitting the road. Yes. And uh, do you remember your first gig professionally outside of the Bay Area? Uh, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, it was up in Northern California. And, um, actually I had, 
been a fill-in at my guild, Santa Clara Valley Quilt Association, for Miriam Nathan Roberts mm. when she fe- was going through chemotherapy, mm-hmm. and they needed somebody. And I had done a lecture for them, golly, ten years ago, and they knew that I was, you know, that I had my podcast, and they said, "Well, Annie, will you please fill in?" And um, so, actually, I was more nervous doing the lecture. I was just going to say, I was just, gonna, I was just going to say, terrible. the worst gig is your own guild. Oh, I was going to ask you, oh, it's the worst. I'm like a nervous, stinking wreck when it's your own oh, guild. No, because they know you, yeah. you know, and, and they know really how human you are. Right, right. You know, oh, and, and other places they look at you like, oh, she's an icon. And, you know, like, oh, no, <laughs> which we really aren't. But, you know, no. it's, it's kind of fun, you know, because when you're on that stage, you take on that persona. Right. And that's the thing that gives you the courage to open your mouth. And, and do you know, like talking to big groups? I love talking to big group, too. Alex. You know, I mean, I am really comfortable in front of a group of 250 or larger. Um, and I'm really comfortable one-on-one. The thing that I wasn't so comfortable about was being in front of a TV camera. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a moment. But that is the exact truth. Give me a room with 500 people, 1,000 people. I don't yeah. care. You put that camera on me, and it is. Well, the first round of taping way back in the day, I lost 10 pounds in one week because I had stomach issues. And oh. I thought... I had the flu, but it was nervousness. So I, you know, so, okay. You just got back from the East coast. Yes. What do you find to be different of teaching nationally versus locally? Well, having to travel to teach is always really interesting. The logistics of doing it, because you can't take your own sewing machine. Mm -mm. And, um, you know, due to some airline restrictions, you may or may not be able to take the normal tools that you use. And, of course... The one thing is, is that you can't forget anything really important because when you're standing there teaching and you go to reach for something that you know should be in there and it's not there, you can't call your family and say, you're only 10 minutes away. Can you please come bring me this? Exactly. And and then have the class go on to something else. So you have to be creative and improvise. And uh, hopefully the store has what you need. And if not... You have to not call attention to it, and because if you call attention, you can't to it, do that. It's against the rules. Know, yeah, yeah. And if you don't, they will never know what they don't see. It's like preparing for a big party, right? You know, if nothing is ever going to go absolutely perfect, but if you don't call attention to it, nobody will ever know, and they'll think that it was a perfect party. You know, to we begin were, with. we were just talking about that, Libby Lehman and myself at the super seminar. Um, Ricky said something about one aspect, and mm-hmm. we said. They don't know. They don't know. You don't yeah. know. You only know what you hear and take in. Exactly. Now, as far how did how did they find you? Was it through your podcast? Um, actually, my very first. Um, um, let's see, uh, the New Jersey trip. The gal uh, met me at Spring Market, and she nice. picked up my brochure that had lectures and workshops. And, but she was very impressed about the podcast, and that was one of the reasons why she wanted me to come. And, but I have had other invitations to come and teach through my podcast. And, and so that's so you So you want to travel. You oh. want to see the United States and world. Absolutely, because I love meeting my listeners. 
because it's all about the people. Oh. It is all about meeting the people, and and it's not what I can give them, but it's what they give me. Well, this is I, I believe this to be very true, that when you are a teacher, you are a conduit of information, mm-hmm. and you have the privilege of going from region to region to region, and you will learn from them, and then you pass it on. And you don't claim it as your own. It's just you are the spreading the pollen. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, and when you teach... There's a quote about when you teach, you end up learning more from your yes! students than you end up teaching them. And that's what I love about it, is that I, I do pick up these little things here and there, little tips and techniques that people have been using for a long time. And then I incorporate that into, you know, I it, it's like paying it forward. Exactly. You know? And so you use that, and then whenever I teach it, I say, oh, I learned this from one of my students, and isn't this great? So I always give the people credit that I learn from because I think that's important too. Oh, I think it's very important. And and nothing is new. That's the other yeah. thing. Nothing is new. I mean, yeah. there's reinventions of different things, you know. So it is important to pass it on and give credit. Oh, it totally is, yeah. So now, okay, your kids are not grown. You still have one at home. I do have a 15-year-old at home still. And actually, my daughter, who is my oldest, still lives at home. Oh, because she's not married, but I have a married son, and um, I heard about the wedding on your podcast. Oh, I know. Oh, it was fun. It It was really, yeah, it was neat. I just, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. She's having a moment here, remembering the wedding. Yeah. Well, did you weep and wail? I didn't. You know why, Alex? Um, It it was sad knowing that my son was going to be going. Um, and it bothered me more after I found out that he was engaged because they had a very short engagement. Oh, so you were parental concerns? Oh, yeah. Well, actually not. Um, he had dated his girlfriend for a while. And so as soon as he told us that they were engaged, we were just overjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so we knew inside that it, it was a really good thing. We, you know. Uh, Where do they live? Uh, in Sunnyvale. Okay, any so, grandbabies yet or anything? No, not yet, because they're both working full-time and going to school full-time. But what I wanted to tell you is my mom passed away two weeks before my son's I, wedding. I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I remember that. Yeah, so the day of the wedding, it, we were just absolutely overjoyed because we had been through the deepest grief, and mm-hmm. now this was the greatest joy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see a child get married. I, I want to say that on your podcast, and again, it's at simplearts.com, you are very revealing, very revealing. <laughs> and there is a preciousness and sweetness of that. Oh, thank you. You know, and I love your voice, too. I've told you that. I told you that when you were at the quilt show. You have a very soothing voice. And, and I'm sure you get this, where people come up and say, I feel like I know you. Yes. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. I really do. Because, because I do... Um, I make my podcast very personal, and I do that. I think... It's a part of my personality anyway. I have never been shy one day in my life. And it's, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) It really is because, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. I can really make a fool out of myself sometimes. People love that stuff, though. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, you know, people don't love it, you know, when you go up to them and, oh, do you remember me from kindergarten? And, of course, they Um, don't. Yeah. You know, but I always remember who they are and and everything. But um, the reason I talk about personal things and make 
um, my podcast, you know, my podcast is who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I would have the conversations that I talk about on my podcast with whoever I was talking with because that's a part of my personality. But also, I like making it personal because I want my listeners to feel that connection between the two of us. Oh, there, you get hooked on yours. You get hooked. <laughs> and actually, I don't put yours on my iPod. I listen to when I sew mm-hmm. because I just... It's just wonderful. It's like, okay, you know, this is, it's better than TV. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like a weird voyeuristic thing. I know, you know? it is. It really is. Kind of <laughs> like when we, <laughs> when we were kids, we would go to San Francisco during the holidays and we'd drive by and look at the houses with the lights on the inside and look at their decorations. That's kind of a creepy, stalky thing, isn't it? Oh, but you know, it's kind of cool because then you get cool ideas. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, so when you're on the road, you um, have several different classes or do you have a favorite class um actually i lecture and teach Mm -hmm. i do have a favorite class and that is exploring fabric choices which i did for the quilt show yes and so people when they tune into the quilt show they'll actually be able to see what it is that i teach and why it's important it's very good it's very good information it's solid information yeah for every quilter Mm -hmm. whether you're a traditional art quilter been quilting for a long time, brand new quilter. Brand new quilters will get the most benefit out of it because they'll learn right out of the shoot. But that's how I um, how I developed this workshop is teaching beginning quilting classes and realizing that people just didn't have the confidence to choose their fabrics either for class or when they were making their blocks and things. It is the biggest time waster in a class for somebody to just agonize over which fabrics that they're going to use. That's why people like kits because the decision is made for them already. And um, But the lecture that I really love doing is help my fabric stash is growing and I can't make it stop. And that's how. Have you been to my house or something? Um, no, um, but I have pictures of quilters' stashes that I share as a slideshow, and but I never reveal who they belong. Oh, that's to. like hilarious! That's like Mark Lipinski coming and looking in your purse. I know it totally well, would be. I'll show you mine because I paid my daughter to clean it the other day. Did you really? Yeah, it was just out of control, and I do believe that there comes a point where you have to. Clean it out, yes, and give it to a new quilter. Yes, I agree, and it, it's all about perpetuating our craft. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so when you travel, are you doing guilds and stores? Yes, I do do both. Well, you mentioned that you were going to be on the quilt show, and the fact is that you taped for this the group that will play between January first of '08 probably through about June or July. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what order yet or anything like that. So that's mm-hmm. down the road there. Right. But um, what was it like being a guest on the quilt show? Oh, it was absolutely magical and very surreal. I mean, um, I remember, and, and I shared this with Alex when, when we met, um, that, oh, golly, I have to say this right, um, Probably the, within the first two years that you were doing Simply Quilts, I would watch it faithfully every day because I was a stay-at-home mom during that time. And, you know, anything having to do with quilting right. is, what, is always what I'm interested in. And it was so new and so wonderful. And so I remember sitting in my living room thinking, oh, I wish there was something unique that I could share and be a guest on Simply Quilts. And so it was kind of one of those little dreams or daydreams, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. way out there that's just like, 
never going to happen. And of course, you know, over that period, I um, became more and more professional, started my pattern company designing quilts and was really getting uh, the following. And when I started my podcast, I thought, wow, this is something unique. And then within a month or two of starting my podcast, I heard that Simply Quilts was going to be no more. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, there goes that. that. Yeah, Dash that dream. Truly, <laughs> that will never happen, ever. And then two months ago, you left a message on my yeah. voicemail, and I just about fell over. Isn't that fun? Because well, I didn't know what you were going to talk to me about. And when you asked me to be on the show, I just... I. I couldn't speak probably for three days because I was so excited. Well, and I want to share with everyone that we found you on the site. Now, I knew your podcast, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we found you there. And so we said, that's it. That's who we want because you get it technologically. Um, Do you find it, I'm kind of jumping side swiping here, a little frustrating that people are resistant to what technology has to offer? Oh, Alex, I definitely do. Because, you know, it, in my mind, anything, any medium or vehicle that will help us with our quilting is worth investigating. And so it, it is frustrating that there are people who are, first of all, aren't aware that it's available because they use their computers to shop, uh, online shopping totally. for MapQuest email and every other thing that you can think of. They know where Google is, you know, and how to find things. Um, But then there are others who do know it's available, but still aren't tuning in. I don't get it. Either to the podcast or to the quilt show. Yeah, I don't get it. Because they loved you at Simply Quilts, and it's like if they're not tuning in to the quilt show, they're missing everything that well, they love. Well, and they're and like again, I'm going to say back to you. You've got your podcast. We can take it with us in ways. And the best part is that we own it, meaning you own yours yes. and the quilters own it. Yes, we own ours and the quilters own it. And it's not an executive. Exactly. You know, telling you what to us, do, what to do, who we mm-hmm. are, defining who we are as a community. Exactly. And because they don't understand anyway, because they're not a part of our community. Right. And that's why what we do in our podcasts and the TV show and blogs for those people who do their blogs is so wonderful because nobody is telling us what to write about. And, you know, who was it? I was talking to somebody who um, was on a show and said it was really frustrating because they couldn't talk about any of the products. that. But even PBS has restrictions. People think that they don't. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. Oh, if you talk about anything that is not one of their sponsors, you can't talk about right. it. Right. But she could talk about HP laser writers because they weren't a sponsor. Interesting. And it was Interesting. just like, Interesting. wow, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. Because we love to talk about every type of sewing machine, every type of thread, every fabric manufacturer. I mean, how many different brands of rotary cutters are there? We all have our favorites, but... A lot of times we use multiple manufacturers of oh, goods absolutely. that we use, and so. But that's what makes life interesting. We don't. We aren't pigeonholed into just one thing. Exactly. You know. Now, with you hitting the road, traveling, what yes. has been the biggest surprise? Oh my goodness! Um, I threw that question at you. I know. I have to think about that. Checking in at the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fun. Oh, yeah. I sat next to a guy who was watching the 300 
movie on his laptop, uh-huh. which is, you know, that Spartan really blood. Ugh, Ew, I don't even was, know. I don't know. It was awful. I, I really had to concentrate on my yo-yos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw your yo-yos on your side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you have to do something, and it has to be mindless. You know, it has to be mm-hmm. something that you don't have to read. Um, I would say, and it's not, the biggest surprise, but it's really not a surprise, is how wonderful the people are who you come in contact with. The shop owners, the guild members, you know, the people who come to your lectures and your workshops. They're grateful. Oh, they're grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just because if, um, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if there weren't people who... Oh, exactly. Hear what we exactly. have to say, or you know, learn what we have to teach. It's all about the people. Well, I think what I would like to say is that um, having seen you on the Quilt Show, hosting mm-hmm. that one, um, <laughs> you have very good information, and I and I think that people should really consider having you. And if they come to your website, mm-hmm. the Contact information is there, correct? Yes. Um, my email, uh, phone number, but I also have my uh, workshops and lectures listed. Mm-hmm. I have my schedule so people know when I'm free to be scheduled and things like that. All they have to do is contact me, and I never say no. Oh, that, you know, you did, she didn't just say that. She didn't just say that. Well, if, if I can't come for a specific date, I will always be free for a future date. You're going to be booking out in 2,100 million. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this has been wonderful, and I want to thank you for your time, and it's been Really great getting to know you and to know the person behind the wonderful voice. I mean, don't you just all think she has a wonderful voice? Well, I think you have a wonderful voice. No, it's awful. But, Alex, you have this wonderful presence in front of the camera. No, truly. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Anyways, that's not about that. Um, I want to thank you for coming, and I just know that you are going to be traveling all over. You will be at fall 2007 market yes and festival yes and i actually am going to be in a corner booth at festival yay I'm so excited how did you manage that they just assigned me a corner booth awesome and the name of your booth simple arts okay and you'll have patterns there and patterns and kits and fabric and my podcast running so that people yay. can hear it who haven't heard it and at, also on your website you can people can come and order things there too. Yes, absolutely. My patterns and and I actually make handmade journals for quilters. I've seen those. They're wonderful. People are loving those, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to be bringing them to festival with me. Nice. I was trying to decide, and I think I have. Oh, to. absolutely. Because yeah. that might end up even kind of being your trademark or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has been fun. Oh, thank you, Alex. It's been way fun. And until we meet, and we do get around, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.